Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. center of the universe, on the planet Eternia, rules Castle Grayskull, ancient fortress of mystery, its power sought by the dark forces of Snake Mountain, sanctuary of sin and sorrow, ruled by the demon Skeletor and his evil acolytes, and the only thing that stands in their way is Prince Adam who defends the secrets of Castle Grayskull as He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. Keeping our promises for the first time ever on this show, we are doing Masters of the Universe Revelation Episode 2 to alternate with the other G.I. Joe Extreme episodes that we're watching. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. Speaking of promises, I'm Robert Clark Chan. What? The oh f- shit! What is happening? That's right. I promised that we would <laughs> do a, a crocodile Dundee off on the podcast. Well, you lose. I haven't heard any of anyone else's yet, but you lose. Let's hear it. Let's bring it. I'm- that's not an impression. This is an impression. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> That's on me. That was that was Wacko Warner <laughs> as a Beatles impression. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Nope. Oh, Perfect. I hate to say it, but I Perfect. think Ray might have won. I won. Oh, how might have won that. But, it, won. but it's because he also chose the easiest thing because he said the actual line. Right. But I have been listening, I've been watching Bluey pretty much nonstop for six Chan, months. I so. also have been watching Bluey pretty much nonstop for at least six months. So, and, and I've been giving Bluey's nonstop oh, for Jesus. at least six months. I don't understand how you keep getting all these horrible DMs from boys. <laughs> what could possibly have caused that? 
Look, can I just oh say, God. can I just say oh my God. that this episode is titled <laughs> Part One? <laughs> and it's episode two, part one, and I don't like it. <laughs> Everything about this is upsetting. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't, like, it's, it's, it's there's so only like cute. eight episodes in this season. You're going to title one of the episodes part one? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Because the first one was the pilot. We all know that. Then um, the, the, the pilot that didn't have a plot. Uh, uh, I enjoyed this episode. I could see how if you watched those two episodes back to back, you right. wouldn't, you would think that maybe the, pilot had an actual plot and was written like an episode of tv uh-huh uh or like I, I i have a feeling that once i get to the end of the show i'm going to look back forget all the failings of the pilot and be like yeah that's a solid show Great. uh i'm pr- i'm pretty sure that's gonna be the case even if i watch one a week I'm, I'm pretty sure because even with this episode i was like this is a good episode maybe i maybe i misjudged the pilot and Thank I, you. Forgot, I forgot all of the bad stuff about the pilot but again, if you need to, if you need to watch all of it for it for the pilot to be good, that's not a good pilot. I mean, fair enough. We've already retread all of that ground many times over on our episode, and you can go back yourself and listen to Masters of the Universe Revelation episode one, the pilot episode, to hear many many thoughts of TV's Gina Ippolito where it comes to the writing of that. But we're talking about Poison Chalice with an Australian accent. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> Iron dog, you know, you couldn't. This episode was called The Poisoned Chalice. (laughs) (laughs) This episode of Bluey is called The Poisoned Chalice. (laughs) (laughs) Can you say Poisoned Chalice? I don't know what Bluey is. I've never heard of it. I assume they do it like Dora the Explorer and they say words and then say, Can you say that word? Gina, you got to get in on that business. Gina, you got to check some Bluey. It's on Disney Plus. I know you have it. We've talked about that in the hour and a half before we started recording today. <laughs> is it that? Is it that blue dog? Yes. Yes. It's a okay. wonderful S tier kid show. I like dogs. I will say I've been rewatching The Walking Dead, and there is a lot of animal death. Mm. Uh, Bluey is basically uh, Walking Dead, just <laughs> with you for oh, Gina. I was going to say, if you don't like animal death, you maybe should avoid Bluey. Oh, God, it's, it's gruesome. God, it's everywhere. Yeah, so the six-year-old is a, a dog assassin, and uh, she goes around slitting dogs' throats. No, I hate constantly, this. I hate constantly. even joking about this. Can I say, though, that there is an animal in the, there is an animal man in the first few, in the first minute or so of this He-Man episode, and I actually wrote yay out in my notes. With a lot of exclamation points. Well, let's 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 dive right in here because the episode opens with two masked people. We don't know who they are. They look like Tuscan Sand Raiders, sort of, from the Star Wars movie. And oh, they see, I was I was thinking they actually look like when Princess Leia is pretending to be a bounty hunter and she says oh, okay. you have hibernation sickness. Sa- I mean, same deal. It's the same deal. I'm into it. Well, they go to a place uh, on a mission, it appears, and they find a giant sack of garbage bags, which I thought was a little bit weird in this post-apocalyptic future, that there is a garbage dump with, with you know, glad bags all over the place. But there, they're like, this smells stinkier than usual. And He-Man, very underrated character, Stinkor, pops out. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was very excited to see Stinkor, who who like sort of has the face of a skunk. And and if mm-hmm. you had the Stinkor toy, actually stunk. Yes, he did. Uh, uh, I, I had my, my brother, uh, you know, recently sort of took all of our, my parents saved all of our toys. So Love it. My, my brother went up to the attic recently to get all of them. And I asked him to smell stink or to see if he still stunk. And he said he does. He still oh, stinks, uh, which is amazing. Like that, that the 80s toy has lasted that long. I will say as soon as I saw stink or I was disappointed in myself for not putting together the pieces sooner because they're, they're really harping on how, how much this trash heap stinks. There's yep. even a line that says like, Oh, I know it's trash, but it really stinks. And I mean, I, when I watch shows, I try not to get ahead of it because then I'm annoyed at myself when I, when I know what's going on. But I was really shocked that I didn't immediately say stink (laughs) or's in that pile. Yep. I was pleasantly surprised. I was really annoyed that, uh, I was trying to figure out like, what does that mean? And I didn't pick up that, uh, it would be Jason Muse under that pile. It is. That is Jason Muse, AKA Jay of Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, I also, I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't even look. Oh no. Uh, I meant, but- I, I meant before he spoke, I should have known. That, uh, <laughs> he looks character. like it. Yeah. I, mean, I think they uh, physically modeled it off or him, uh, after him, I believe. Um, I could be wrong about that. Oh Lord. He's muscular. That's the, that's the, that's the part he was born to play. It really was. I mean, here's the deal. I wish I'd played Stinkor. I'll put it out there. Like it's a great, it's a great bit. It's it's really really fun. I love that they have. That's one of the things I really do like about the new series is that they've taken these C level He Man toys that many of which maybe didn't even show up in the original cartoon, and they're oh just dropping God. them all in right and left. Are you calling Stinkor C level? Yes, I am. Thank you. He's right there with the one who's the one with the, the, the mist one where you could put water in his chest and then push his head down and he would spray mist at your friends. Uh, oh, I Mr. Mistor. It, that is probably, I mean, I know you're doing a bit, but that might be right. <laughs> so, so that's the, that's the crazy thing. It might actually be Mistor. That could be correct. Um, yeah, but, but no, it, no. Mistor, Mistor, like, uh, uh MR dot Mistor. So these broken wings. Oh, thank you. And learn to spray again. Learn to spray so clean. <laughs> thank that, you. That, See, Mr. Mistor. That's what we've been waiting for. Yeah. I you can't promote a bit. Songs, and that's. Uh, yeah. Uh, so there's a big old fight that happens and Stinkor can go a little bit like he, he, you know, he was getting some good stuff going on. It turns out the two people underneath the robes are Tila, who's now like shaved the side of her head and is looking totally badass. Very kind of muscular. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And her friend she was Andra, before, but yeah. And then her lesbian lover, mm-hmm. uh, seemingly at least very good friend, <laughs> very good uh, live in friend, uh, Andra, who uh, I don't remember from the first episode, but she's there now. Um, yeah, I don't think she was on the, the travels. I don't think she was. Yeah, so the, she's been the picked up in the implication is that it's been it's been some time. Yes, uh, uh, some time has passed, and in that time, Teela is now traveling with her lesbian sidekick, much like uh, uh, Zena. Yep, mm-hmm. it's fair. Uh, absolutely. Uh, also, yeah, I got some uh, uh, cool Last of Us Two vibes uh, just from the fact that she is really kind of buff. I and haven't the- played it yet, Ray. Don't spoil it. Oh my God, Gina, you've only had literally all year during a pandemic. I don't know what to tell you. There is a character in there who is a, a lady and she is super buff. And a lot of uh, 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 gentlemen on the internet 
had weird problems with that character. Weird. Oh, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that uh, uh, <laughs> men who play video games are insecure about their manhood. Let me just say, Gina, play that shit. <laughs> I'm still on it's, the first the story's one. story's incredible. Well, play that shit. I know. I don't know why it sounds so tiring. I used to do it for days on end in college. I know. Now, look, at here's the deal. As an older gamer now, there was, yeah, I could play back in the day for like 14, 15 straight hours and not bad an eye. I get about two hours of gameplay in these days, and I'm just like, whoo, where's my depends? I mean, you could have just gone to the bathroom. I mean pause go up and go to the bathroom i'm just too busy searching my cabinet for the werther's originals that i just i just don't have the energy to play anymore it's crazy how the time catches up to you and and the old axiom is true that when you're younger you have all the time and all the energy but none of the money and then uh, in in your middle times you have all of the energy and all of the money but none of the time and now older you have all of the time you have all of the money but none of the energy and that's sort of where we're at. Like, you're right, Gina. I can't play. But for fuck's sake, play Last of Us and Last <laughs> of Us 2. These are great stories you will want to talk about. Yeah. I I, I mean, I have I have no excuse other than other than Hubris. at the end of a at the end of a long day of, of doing other things. It seems much easier just to watch five hours of TV. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. At the end of the day, look, you could play a, like an hour of Last of Us. Or watch an entire season of Arrow in between your MCU watch. It's, <laughs> you, it's hard to make these calls. <laughs> so they end up finding the thing and they route Stinkor. And it's the glove of Globula, which is just a complete MacGuffin. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, they take it back to Magestra, uh, who, you know, does is anybody fooled by this disguise at any point? Were you guys fooled by any no, of this? No. And, and I mean, I'm glad that... Especially because, like, they have the same they have the same voice actor it's voice. Nina Headley, yeah, and she isn't trying to mask anything through her performance. Uh, uh, but but I I think that I, it, it first of all it's Hetty, not Headley. Oh, excuse me, uh, thank you. It's Headley. Um, it's Headley. But uh, yeah, there you go. But I, I was glad that, uh, like, I, I admit I was a little bit annoyed at at the fact that. You know, Teal is like going along with this and never was just like, hey, hey, you know, Evelyn. Uh, but then she does. And, and and it's clear that she's sort of known this entire time. So I was like, all right, I'll give him a pass because it was it was too, too obvious. Like she can disguise her face, but not her voice. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a little weird. Uh, Hire another then, actress, then, you yeah. weirdos. Yeah, but then but then they fixed it because because, you know, later on, Teal is like, all right, fuck you, Evelyn. Yeah, like we we know it's you. We know it's it you. And then, like you know, I I feel like uh uh they did they did a a clever sort of plot point here, uh which no you know I'll get to it when we get there later on. I don't want to spoil okay. anything. No, that's fair. Well, one of the things I really enjoyed about this this dialogue between Tila and Magistra is they have a really fun tech versus magic. Uh, back and forth that happens where Tila's like, I have now forgone magic because look at where it got us. Really, tech in in, in science is where it's at. And then, of course, uh, Evil Lynn, a.k.a. Magistra, is just like, yes, but magic gets us so much further. And I really, uh, when it comes to, like, you know, constant, like, convos, 
tech versus magic, especially from all the who would win I've done, is such a wonderful dichotomy to break down and have fun with. Uh, I'm on board for this conversation in this episode of television. Yeah, I I always enjoy a good like uh, 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 science versus magic type of thing. Mm-hmm. I will say, like, I had I had a weird feeling about this because usually magic is a stand-in for religion and, and mm-hmm. tech is a stand-in for science. And as someone who does not like religion and is not a fan of any organized religion, the message of this episode seems to be like, yeah, yay magic, uh, science is evil and tech is evil. And I was like, ooh, I don't, I don't like this message. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that there's some sort of marrying of the two that happens later on. I mean, they hammer it so hard. It's clear that Tila is going to be wrong by the time we get to the end of the series. Um, I mean, oh, yeah, I should have. But Masters of the Universe as an original idea was a blending of tech and magic together, you know, in a in a Reese's peanut butter cup, if you will. Uh, yeah, so- I just, because because the the you know, they, they sort of they go on this mission. And it's run by like evil sciencey guys that are yeah. that believe in in tech and 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 think that like oh tech is gonna save them. And I was like, oh, I don't I don't like the fact that the the magic people are good and the science people are evil. I mean, yeah, I mean that's fair. Uh, I mean, the, the, some of the magic people are evil in and Skeletor though, so it's not necessarily. Yeah, you know that, but I, 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 it's, it's one of the fun, uh, back and forths you can have. And I agree with Eugene a thousand percent, um, about like one is religion. The other is science based and there's, you know, a whole thing to be had there. Um, I, I find that I find those types of debates and stories, and those kind of worlds, uh, extra fun. They do it a lot in the final fantasy games. And I just, I just think it's neat. Yeah, I, I, I do as well. And I also I also do like the fact that as the magic is draining away from this world, yes, of course they turn to they turn to science. I just I hope at some point down the line it, it becomes clear that not all the science people are, are evil. Well Tila's uh, a science person hope. and she's not evil. Yeah, but she's like a she's like a, a a converted science person who like up until a few months ago was like a magic person, but oh, because fair. Because like she got lied to, and and also it's clear that this is going to be about sort of getting her back on track and 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 all of this stuff. So so I I I just hope that down the line it's sort of like, look, neither magic nor science is truly evil, and our mm. planet will function its best when we're using both of these. Well, you don't even know Tila. Uh, episode three of this is actually called Tila got how T- Tila got her groove back. So. <laughs> um crazy through technology or yeah yeah i'm like it's i i wonder in ray's mind what the plot of that movie was it's yeah it's deep it's deep dicking that's what it is (laughs) Mm -hmm. Is oh so her groove was like vibrators versus dicks thank you no her groove was her vagina science versus magic everybody i think it's i think it's do i do i take a man dick or do i take a, a a vibrator dick that i bought on amazon isn't that the eternal question? <laughs> I mean, if we're in a tech universe, then obviously Amazon would have to exist on Eternia. Um, while we're Free delivery still, somehow. Things that are good versus evil. Uh, I do want to bring up this. And broken. No glove, no love. <laughs> um, I enjoyed it. I, I am it. going to take this time to mention that I fucking hated this. Oh no! And wow. every time 
they brought in some garbage like contemporary reference there's this sort of discussion all the time like in disney movies uh i have a friend who uh loves moana hates hates with a fiery passion and still brings it up the uh uh the tweeting joke it's like mm-hmm. um when you write with a bird that's called tweeting and it's you know it's the sort of thing where like you do it once and you kind of let it slide uh in um uh raya there's a lot more of that there's a lot of it in raya yeah it, uh yeah it's off-putting i think and in um uh this uh masters of the universe revelation it's all contemporary references it's just non-stop <laughs> hey we're in 2021 but this is a magical universe and it's right. one of many reasons it was garbage oh chan with the shots fired uh, I will say it's very on brand for uh, for Kevin Smith. You know, he's yeah. he's yeah. sort of known for known for references. Uh, I, I I usually don't. I I'm usually not a fan. I actually hate that. You know, ever since Disney like went went digital and and went Pixar-y, like I haven't really been a fan of those movies as much as the original disney movies and that's sort of one of the reasons uh because like if you look at something like shrek it's it's nonstop references uh you know shrek is not disney though right yeah but it it was around that time when all dreamworks and all the animated movies sort of with with the exception of like miyazaki movies obviously well the greatest ones yeah uh, uh, but they all, really they all sort that of run of, uh, Austin powers jokes in, uh, uh, my neighbor Totoro though. I will yeah. say that, that, was, <laughs> that was one of the weakest Miyazaki. It, you're not wrong. Look, all of the Facebook and emoji gags in spirited away were yeah. really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't, mi- I didn't mind it here. I thought, I thought at least they're sort of relegating it to one character. If she's going to be sort of the sassy lesbian friend that, Oh, they did not. And I have, mm-hmm. I have proof. Chan's of got that. some, he's got some receipts. It oh, sounds like. okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, well, pushing this forward. So, uh, Majestra says, Hey, this is great. We did a mission. Would you like to do another mission? And we're going to pay you more. They're like, All right. They go, we got to go to snake quick. mountain. Yes. Like, you don't throw money on the ground. If you're trying to hire somebody, my God, you like walk into a pizza hut and be like, I'll pay you triple for that pepperoni. And then just throw $30 on the ground. What the that's fuck? the only way I pay for things, Chan. Uh, and that's why you're banned from so many restaurants. Can I <laughs> worth can I, it? Can I tell you when I was a retail manager of a game store, uh, one of my clients was one of the young uh, students on the TV show AP Bio. Like he actually like went on to like be on television and he was kind of a fun kid. He was a little goofy and silly. Well, at one point he went to go pay me for something and he pulled out the cash to do it to get the the, 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 the stuff. And he, 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 he made it rain all over the counter <laughs> with the bills. And I just took a step back from the counter and I said, what's going to happen next is... You're going to pick all this up and hand it to me like a goddamn adult. Yeah, I would set someone on fire for doing that. <laughs> Look, I, it was... I, I joke, but I, I would hate it so, so much. Although I do admit that if, if we were in a land where, where you just carry around coin purses, 
I mean, it's got to be real tempting to throw that coin purse down on the ground and, no. and you know, hear him clink. Yeah, no. I would do it. I'm sorry. You do not make someone crouch down to pick. Even, even, especially if you're just hiring them, for God's sakes, have some decorum. Like if someone did that to me, I'm like, no, I will not take your stupid job. Go oh, away. Dang. So you're, you're telling me I shouldn't have had to get my first video game paycheck out of a wishing well? I mean. I'm wishing does... on a wishing well, kiss and tell. If I know one thing about the video game industry, one, it's that Terrence Trent Darby is always there singing because <laughs> he doesn't, you know, like they, they can afford Terrence Trent Darby to just be Not there wrong. in the break room. Uh, and then two, there is no amount of humiliation that they won't subject their employees to just for laughs. Boy, Chan, <laughs> have you worked in video games? That's that's on the nose on both points. Uh, Who knew? Here's the thing. Uh, we're routinely talking an hour and a half before these podcasts start. That's correct. And it's usually us complaining about work. <laughs> so I have plenty of stories about the horrible thing, <laughs> what horrible people uh, uh, Gina has worked with. And I'll say, I'll say names. I know that she can't say it on the air, but I'll say <laughs> what horrible people are and um, who she hopes never to work with again. Probably uh, everybody. Let's go with uh, star meter power from the top. George Clooney is a <laughs> castle. No, I, I look forward to Chan, uh, you know, when he gets a moment uh, free, is the uh, holiday <laughs> receipts episode where he just goes back to all our old conversations and does a supercut of us just tearing ourselves apart. Yeah, I, I have to say that, that, you know, we all have to stay friends with Chan because he could easily destroy us. Like what's the like like white Jeopardy guy has got nothing on our oh. old podcast episodes. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, here, anyone I don't know hire that's any true. of us? I, well, I didn't really. I I I've been trying to stay offline. No, the recently, stuff that so makes I don't it really on know air. What he said, to be honest, uh, it was terrible. The, what <laughs> makes it on air for us, though, we can at least defend as comedy, <laughs> and we're not. And we're not taking down. We're not punching down. It's usually punching at ourselves. Yeah, it's is, always punching at Ray. That's see, here's the deal. <laughs> well, that is punching. Wait a minute. I got to rethink that now. Well, I mean, if it goes by IQ, it's definitely punching down. If it uh, goes, I'm, I'm if in it trouble goes by status in the world as a white man, then it's not. <laughs> when both of you die, I will be at your funerals playing classic <laughs> clips. From unaired episodes until people just file out, just being like, "I knew this person was a disappointment." Look, I just, I just had my annual physical today, and okay. I just want to say, I have a feeling that a, I'm the only one on this podcast that goes to an annual physical. Yeah, not for a year. Uh, uh, what is that? B, annual women, women have longer lifespans than men, except when men get married, their lifespan goes up because. Right. They're putting that emotional labor onto their spouses to oh, take care of them when they can't take care of themselves. Well, and, and conversely, uh, women's lifespans go down because then they're, they're worried about the men. I mean, one of many reasons, but their, their women's lifespans go down when they get married. Fucking will I have out of my partner. That is correct. Uh, uh, the, the, the people who have the longest lifespan are actually single childless women longest <laughs> lifespan and uh uh report the most life satisfaction slash happiness i bring that up for no reason 
But I, uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is I'm going to outlive you both, except that now that I've said that out loud, I've cursed myself and will die within yeah. a week. Don't Gina, stand in the street, Gina. One thing you don't know about Asian people is that um, we have reasonably long lives, but when they're fueled by spite, <laughs> you will live forever. You're only half. <laughs> half of forever is still forever. Good point, Jay. Also, I'm I'm putting it out there now that if in the next week I die of some freak accident or something, <laughs> some sort of like undiagnosed heart thing or whatever, you fully have my permission to play this section to be like, ha, listen to this dummy. Don't let anyone tell you any differently. Don't let anyone tell you you're monsters. If I die within the next week, I want you to play this section and be like, holy crap, isn't that spooky? Because as you all know, my favorite uh, month is October. My favorite holiday is Halloween. So I would love yeah. to die in a spooky way and then have it yeah. be on. I'm going to edit this chunk <laughs> to whatever length is required so that when you die, it will sound like, if I die on September 23rd, <laughs> 2023, <laughs> I want you to play this at my funeral. Um, oh my because- god! I really want you to do. I want you to hold on to this now until when I actually die, which I'm going to assume is like going to be like 94 years old or something. <laughs> and I want you to actually play it then, because that will be the ultimate bit. It's <laughs> fair. Hold on to this for that many years. Hey Gina, and like um, you get up to say a word at my funeral, and you're and you just like hit your. I, I'm assuming it'll be like a brain implant by that point yeah, that yeah, beams fair. everything into other people's brains. Yep. That says like this piece of old tech that used to exist on what was once the internet <laughs> uh, of Gina saying that she was gonna die. And then because by then we will have conquered death, I will look at you from my plasma screen, which is what they uploaded me to, some sort of uh, plasma from the great beyond. And I'll, like I will LP say plasma screen with like smart TV function. <laughs> I like it. Yep. And, and she's still say, not playing man, goddamn Last of Us. Nope. <laughs> she's got the inputs and everything and the, the Xbox is just sitting right there. Not look, playing. I have a long to-do list in the afterlife, okay? <laughs> Gina, just uh, uh, for nothing at all, uh, could you do me a favor and just recite the names of all the months and count up to 31 for me really quick? <laughs> for no, just no reason. I just think it'd be kind of funny. It'd be a funny bit. I mean, uh, no, I'll get it from chopped up phonemes. Don't worry about it. Kind of better that way. Honestly. Yeah, I'm sure with all the podcasts that we've recorded, I will at some point have said every single month. Yeah. No, it's like Major Bear Runberry. They, they have uh, uh, her voice so that she can continue being the computer. Long after, uh, long after she's gone, because they she said so much on tape already. Not perfect. <laughs> uh, so okay, back to the show. No, uh, not really. I don't they get this right. idea to get this steal this cup from Snake Mountain, which takes us to a flashback. And here's He Man, He Man and Tila fighting Whiplash outside the front door of Ka- uh, of Snake Mountain. Whiplash got a kick out of that. Boom! Nailed it. That no, was that's tequila. not that's not current though. That's just a normal pun that could exist in this world, Chan. Uh okay. I did mark both shitty puns and uh contemporary references. Not the same thing. The thing. Here's the thing for me. It comes down to tone. Um I 
the th- the thing that makes He-Man work is that it's kind of goofy and weird, and they kind of lean into the weirdness. Um, here, they sort of go like, <laughs> that's weird, huh? Uh, but, you know, we're like adults now, so we get that that's weird, so let's just kind of make a, have a funny joke about it. <laughs> Zoom morning crew. <laughs> uh, and if they had just reference. leaned into it and been like, Man, this shit is crazy, right? But uh, instead, they do both. They try and split the difference and be both snarky about it, and also try and play it deadly serious. Like, but this is no game. And uh, I might not be clawful, but I am awful. Yeah, I. You know what? Great Hall Uh, of Fame line. I I will say that that tonally, it it seems like the show has not settled on a tone yet. Like if like Chan just said, is it is it oh the fate of the world rests in your hands, or is it like or is it tongue in cheek? Uh, and it's it's interesting because the uh, like in paying attention to the credits, I noticed that there are several executive producers listed, mm-hmm. but there are no staff writers story editors executive story editors like basically there's no there's no writers listed like like it 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 seems like this was written without a mid or low lower level writers room which is very a very strange way to do a show and pisses me off also because uh the more like the more shows that try to get away with like not hiring writers the more fucked writers are basically uh-huh. um so I would be curious to see, like, is this like it did say written by and and someone's name, and then and then you know it had Kevin Smith listed as as I forget what what is writer as just the Kevin Smith on the show. Yeah, he 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 had like a writer title, but I would be curious about, and I'm sure there's some sort of article out there, but I, I'm curious what this writer's room was. Because yeah, I, I do I do think that tonally it has some it has some problems. And and yeah, I'm I'm curious why that is. Usually, it's because there's you know there's the, the writers' room isn't isn't solid or or it's just you know it's it's sort of piecemeal. And I think that this might have been done piecemeal by a piecemeal writers' room. I'm I'm very curious about the the making of this show. Basically, well, get your friend Kevin Smith on here, and we can grill him for episode five. Yeah, he'll be thrilled. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Point in fact, the writer, uh, credited writer is Diam Mishra. She has two writing credits, including a bunch of uh, writer's PA credits uh, for earlier stuff. But it's Masters of the Universe Revelation is her first. Uh, she's got two mm. episodes this season. Next, huh. Magic the Gathering, the TV series. Oh, let's get it, everybody. I, boy, What's her- I do not know how to feel about that at all because I love me some Magic the Gathering. Who doesn't? I do not know how live action anything's going to go with that IP. Uh, I mean, it's going to be great, obviously. It can't go wrong. <laughs> 10 out of 10 out the gate. Uh, yeah, I mean, in that case, it's very possible that she was a writer's assistant on this show and they gave her an episode to write. Uh, Two of the f- first five, apparently. Not uh, bad. I mean, well, I don't know why y'all here trying to take down lady writers, first off. Let me just say that. <laughs> Obviously, they work harder. Uh, she's obviously paid her dues to get into this room. She finally gets her big shot. And then I got Chan being all, it's just totally not what I'm looking for. All I hear is gatekeeping, Chan. I think <laughs> let the female 
females thrive. Let the female. What? <laughs> <laughs> you just stumbled right into your Ferengi speak, didn't you? No, here's the deal. I, I started feeling it going that way and I committed. I hope you're happy. Okay, well, that you did more than the show did. Moving on. Oh, no. Damn. Here's my list of the top 15 MCU characters that I don't think are written very well. It's only coincidence that 14 of them are women. <laughs> Look, uh, I'm just saying, Chan, eyes on you right now. G.I. <laughs> Joe will return after these messages. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. So, yeah, so like just looking at it, looking at series writing credits, there are only five people listed and one is Kevin Smith and a four person writer's room is a very small writer's room. Uh, So I'm, I'm curious how this was written and how and, you know, I'm just curious about it. You don't believe that it's very possible. This wrote itself. <laughs> uh, I feel like there's a lot of executives in uh, Hollywood who think that that's how it works. Yeah, that's probably there it is, true. See? Easy. Easy. I, look, this is why I should be an executive, obviously. Let's <laughs> give me some money, everybody. Let's do this. Uh, okay. <laughs> so they get to Snake Mountain and they find this wolf door, which is what we remember from the flashback when they were whooping up on Whiplash. Uh, there's a brand new, very technologically advanced gate on it, not going to get through at all. So they open up the pit from before and they dig under to get in the compound. Pretty cool. We then get into the compound. We see a bunch of people with robes on, kind of cult-like robes. And one of them turns, oh shit, it's a cyborg. Dude's got like half a metal face, like the Terminator, sort of. And that's real, real cool. They advance on into the main room where the cup is, okay? And we meet... Uh, previous characters, Triclops, Trapjaw, and then later Whiplash again, and all of them are kind of merged, you know, man-machine kind of a deal, which is what we see Triclops doing to this poor guy and his kid uh, drink from this cup from the motherboard, which is sort of their god, which is this giant computer, and the computer thing puts this this robot-looking shit into the cup. The guy drinks it, and Chan... Do you like body horror? Because we get some goddamn body horror. Look, I tell you what I love is Henry Rollins, who uh, voiced Triclops. Oh. oh. I did not realize that. Okay. He did uh, a good job. He did do a good job. Here's what I don't love. Glory be unto we who live and diode. In- <laughs> this is a good bit. It's a goddamn good bit, Jay. You're going to get on board with these by the end. Will I? Will uh- I? 
you know what I liked is uh, they're they're burning off care like OG He Man characters left yes, and they right. Are. Uh, because, because, you know, which is like, obviously in the original, you know, cartoons, like no one's really dying, but in this one, it's like, not only are they dying, they're like physically deformed and they're, they're changing. Like, these are some, these are some big OG He-Man characters that they're just like, yeah, what if we just like fucking deformed them and made them half machines? Uh, and, and, you know, this scene has a pretty cool, a pretty cool moment where, Basically, this this guy who seems like he's like a farmer or something, and his and his little helpless daughter are, are saying like, "Oh, we need to learn to adjust to the the new ways that things are are going." And and uh, you know, it's I'm sure there's some deeper meaning, deeper message about like automation versus the worker and things like oh, that. Oh, okay. But uh, so he he drinks these, you know, like little basically computer things that go inside Robot your body. Juice robot juice uh and juice juice that's what i said okay, just nanobots clarifying uh yes we would nanobots. of terrible writing uh, <laughs> these aren't nanobots though this is the essence of a computer stream it's it's actually animated pretty cool the it the is stu- cool. the juice is animated the juice is juice loose. clearly juice the juice of compute uh, but, but yeah, so he, he sort of drinks it and immediately also starts to start to mutate and one of his eyes pops out, but it's, it's that shit still, was scary. Still attached. It was pretty cool. Uh, and, and, you know, the, but the coolest part is so then Tila basically, she says, okay, I'll distract him while you grab the cup to her friend whose name I can't remember. And Andra. Yeah, so so she starts doing it. So she starts distracting them, and Ed is just like, "Hey, boys, it's me, Henry Rollins." Uh, and and the whole time, this sort of little girl is is standing there sadly, and you know, Tila goes to rescue her, and then she rotates her head, you know, 180 degrees to look that at her. That shit was she, terrifying. Even though they didn't show it, she clearly has drank this juice as well. Yeah. Which I thought was cool because I, you know, the the sort of helpless little child or helpless little girl is a trope that I'm I'm pretty tired of. Yeah, but, you know, anytime it's like, oh, I need to save this useless kid. Uh, she's fighting people for a while. She tries to, <coughs> excuse me, she tries to save the little girl who then spins her head around exorcist style, turns her body and her arms open up into cannons, and she fucking starts blasting people. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit! I like the bit. It's a good reveal. I don't like that they started the scene shoving around the guy to to sort of put you off the scent uh, that they've already been here uh, mm-hmm. or that indeed they are uh, joining willingly. They make it seem like he's a prisoner and now we're going to do terrible things to you. I think they could have done a much better job of finessing that so that we don't necessarily see but still assume that uh, they are being forced. Oh, okay. Uh, did I didn't, it? I didn't, uh, yeah, uh, to me, it was, it was sort of evident that he, he is, is desperate and therefore yes. is doing this because he's desperate as opposed to being forced. Well, I read it how Gina did. He says that, but I, I when you first see them, uh, trapped, I was like shoving him and like, get over here and, and throwing him on the ground. Well, Chan, you've obviously never been in a cult before, okay? So first off, you know, shame well, on you. I did comedy across the street from the Scientology Celebrity <laughs> Center. 
for years. So believe me when I say I can't say anything more. I've been kind of <laughs> just, uh, tell you what, tell you what. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring over a couple of cans on some string and uh-huh. we're gonna we're gonna test you for some stress mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll get to the bottom of this. All right. And uh uh yeah, just say during I, this big old fight, uh, well, I thought there was a really cool moment because like the 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 new robot guy, he gets his arm ripped off by Tila, uh, and then like Trapjaw is starts to eat the, eat the arm in a real weird show off kind of a move, and so they just press the button for the buzz saw we saw earlier drives itself right into his forehead. I don't know if it kills him or not, but it did not look good. Um, and then the, to what Chan was saying to a point. Totally, it's a little bit weird because they're fighting. There's a struggle for survival, and then we get this robot guy who, like, when he gets when he gets too beat up, he's going to self destruct. He has to press some buttons. So we get a moment where it happens again. He gets shoved into with the other people. He's going to press the buttons, and then I believe it's Andra throws like a ninja star, driving it, forcing him to explode. And then they're like cutting back, and Tila and Andra are sort of just like giggling and high fiving as they leave the room. And it was a little totally weird that they are straight out murdering people, and they could not. <laughs> be more excited about it and here's the thing like uh um for all of heavy metals problems the 1981 animated feature there are no problems uh, there are no problems <laughs> it, it the tone shifts wildly mm-hmm. but it still makes sense yes. they do it in such a way that you're like okay now we're going into comedy and now we're slipping into you know like horror and it goes back and forth um they're just real clumsy about it in this and that's one of my biggest pet peeves when um, a, a, a thing doesn't get its tone right. And it just, yeah. it just like throws you all around. I mean, that's fair. That's a hundred percent fair. There've been a lot of movies that I've argued uh, the original uh, Punisher, not the original that's Dolph Lundgren, the Punisher movie with Thomas Jane in it, I think suffers from exactly what you're talking about because it can't figure out if it wants to be a hyper violent you know, action movie, or does it want to be a silly tongue in cheek? We got John Panette dancing movie because they do both interchanged with each other pretty much through the whole movie of silliness mixed. And, and, and if you've read the comics that it's based off of, you know, I think they do a much better job of to what you said, Chan, this is the part that's crazy, but through it, we're going to sort of like keep our essence through it and push through with, with more action. I don't know. Uh, 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 I've been wanting, I've been feeling that way about that movie. I had to express it somewhere. So the point is, it's the same goddamn <laughs> thing as what you're talking about. So I relate to what you're saying. Uh, also, name of robotics, automation, and the holy sprocket. Goddamn hilarious. What are you talking about? Yeah, that one is especially stupid. That one slapped. That one slapped. Uh, so they, Tila and Andra, they jump down uh, a whole while with their grappling hooks. They drop way, way down to get away from these people who are now going to overwhelm them if they catch up to them. And they end up with a cool little area with these little toxic pits. And as they're running through it, Tila uses her prior knowledge of Snake Mountain, starts like throwing explosives into the pits as they're being chased by these cyborg villagers, essentially. And then these goddamn tentacles. Oh my God, I was terrified. These tentacles start rising up out of the toxic sludge and grabbing all of the uh, the villagers, the cyborgs, allowing Tila and Andra to get away. And then they go and deliver the goblet. Uh, do you guys have thoughts on tentacles, Chan? Yeah, they're fine. I love them. Put them in vaginas. God damn it. That's what I'm hoping for. Thank you, Gina. <laughs> See, when you all say, sometimes I forget who says what, you give me shit like that, I what do I have to work with? <laughs> oh, I know what I wanted to 
say. Try Havoc and let's flip these cards of you. Beautiful. What? Once again, cry havoc and slip. let slip the cogs of war. Look, I'm here for that. These lines are hitting with me. So they deliver the goblet uh, <laughs> successfully to Magestra. And she says, yo, you want the real deal? And I'm sort of like, all right, lady, come on. This is like your third mission in a row. Let me do some side missions or some shit before I get back to you. Like, I would never clean out a mission line from somebody in any game I've ever played. My point is they say yes. Uh, uh, Tila wants to say no because she says, well, I want you to steal an artifact from Castle Grayskull. Uh, great. Okay, fine. Andra says, yo, I am in. This is, I want to be an adventurer. This is the real shit, finally. And Tila's like, goddamn no. But if you're going, sure. So we move on to Castle Grayskull. And we run into old ass sorceress. Yeah, this this uh uh I I dug because it reminded me of the movie because that's a that's a you know the live action Dolph Lundgren again he's in everything genius uh uh movie because that was a big plot point is that the sorceress is sort of aging while she's while she's stuck in this thing and and she's slowly getting older and it reminded me of that. Yeah. Uh, and she's, it's, it's taking all of her focus to sort of like keep the magic around and not letting it all slip away. So, um, Majestra, AKA evil Lynn goes on up to her and she's about to like hit her with this thing. It appears. So Teal was like, Oh F no throws a thing, a spear, I believe. And then Cringer appears out of nowhere, grabs it out of the air and says, we cannot fight right now. Evil Lynn turns into evil Lynn. The moment we mentioned earlier where Teal is like, yo, we knew you were evil Lynn the whole time. D. Now, why you let her get that close to the sorceress if you knew that different problem? And so it turns out sorceress asked Evil Lynn to go get that stuff in order so that she may take the magic, put it into the goblet, which turns out to be the ram's skull head of Skeletor's Havoc staff. Holy shit. And it, she ends up putting the magic in there to make it stronger. This is where we get a little bit of exposition because it turns out everyone here is on the same page. Surprise, surprise. The power sword that He-Man has been wheeling is a magical conduit allowing all magic to come out of the, the ether and go into Eternia and let the magic flow in Eternia. It's essentially the tap to the keg that leads us all to drinking. I don't know where my analogy is going. The point is that when it absorbed all that magical power, even though it's the conduit, it broke into two pieces. One went to effective heaven. One went to effective hell. And the real mission now going forward in this show is you got to go get both pieces so we can bring magic back. Tila, who doesn't want to bring magic back. Sadly, you're the only one who can do it. Yeah. So I, I like Chan think that there, there are writing issues with this show. Uh, but I did like this one more than the first one. And, and I'm willing to overlook some, some, rapid tone shifts and, and as it sort of finds its feet i will say that that this scene had a couple of cool things for me so i like that it makes it clear that this is evil in from the beginning so that you're left thinking god why is why is tila so dumb yep. because the actual reveal was that she's in league with the sorceress uh, mm -hmm. That that the sorceress asked Evelyn to come here to help her save magic because they are they are on the same team. So that was the actual fake out, uh, uh, more so than just you know the eighties eighties cartoons would have just been the only fake out would have just been like surprise I'm Evelyn this whole time. This yep. was 
yeah, we know that. Oh shit, you're working with the sorceress. So I thought that was that was a cool sort of updated thing. Dig and it. I love it when bad guys and good guys team up. And so now there's an all lady good good bad team up where they're going mm-hmm. to the underworld and I love a good I mean Dante's Inferno is is you know I I loved reading it in high school. I I love that these three ladies are gonna go into the underworld. Uh, yeah. So I so I I I liked this ending. I liked that there was another fake out. I liked that Evelyn is joining the team. I like that it's gonna turn into a buddy road trip comedy, and that road is straight to hell. All of the above. Now, only a monster could think that this female driven, woman written episode didn't hit with them. Chan, what were your thoughts? We have a friend who <laughs> does not like, uh, which one is this? Rise of Skywalker or uh, Last Jedi? I think it might have been Rise of Skywalker. And uh, crazy. Uh, he, he His contention is that he is not misogynist. He just has problems with the, uh, you know, various aspects of the sh- uh, of the movie and the story and all that jazz. And um, love the guy, but I always like uh, uh, in my head every time I think of somebody who does not like uh, Rise of Skywalker, I'm like, yeah, but you're a misogynist though, right? Because so many people who complain about the movie uh, are then like. Yeah, because the girl character just really doesn't do it for me kind of thing. So I feel real bad that every person I've heard say terrible things about uh, Master's Universe Revelation has been like, oh, but the girls are blah, 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 and that I am somehow on their side. <laughs> uh, it bothers me a lot. Uh, sure. It's absolutely not the case that I um, have a problem with, uh, uh, like, uh, uh, I love strong women kicking dudes in the teeth that's one of my very favorite things in the world uh but the characters man they just they just feel real flat and the motivations don't really work and they just feel like kevin smith is writing them which i'm all about female characters just not these ones (laughs) Uh, i'm all about kevin smith not writing women anymore because he's fucking terrible at it he has always been terrible at it i don't like his writing i have never liked his writing i was moderately amused by clerks and by clerks the animated series literally nothing else he has ever done has ever made me smile so uh, there's I like what about his work I, on the uh, imdb show written by gina ippolito you know that's what? brilliant that nice that was real good stuff <laughs> He took a lot to elevate that dude up. And you know what? Whoever else was working on that, A plus, primo work. No, I guess uh, he's written a lot of comic books in the meantime, and I've heard he's done a very good job with that. Uh, his movies have always been very hit or miss for me. Like I say, I thought Dogma was a lot of fun, even though it got very cheap in some sections. I don't know, the Poop Demon, uh, for example. Not that I don't love a Poop Demon, don't get me wrong. Um, but I will say, anybody who's gone back, even in the last year, Try watching Clerks again. I won't. Try watch. I have. It was a couple of years ago, but still. Uh, Clerks is one of those movies that you remember being this big thing with this sparked dialogue and it was inspired and it changed your life. But if you go back and watch Clerks now, you will 
not feel the same way. <laughs> I mean, first of all, that was what, 27 years ago? Sure. So because movies, <laughs> movies from 30 years ago never hold up. That's what Gina Ippolito just said. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm just saying I, I, I personally like Kevin Smith. I, I like him as a person. I've, I've worked with him many times. I think he's really great. I think he's, his relationship with his daughter is great. Uh, yeah, you don't need to suck up after this. He's never going to hire you again. So I don't know why. Yeah. The whole yeah. thing you said about him. <laughs> yeah. It's been really brutal. Maybe clerks and or clerks animated series. No, like, he's he's also a good he's also a very good sport at at making fun of himself. He seems like uh, a- uh, but I, like I will say, and and I don't hate this show as much as Chan. I I think you know, like I I think it's fine. I I if we weren't watching it for the podcast, you know, I might get around to watching the rest of the episodes at some point, but I don't have a burning right after last of us to yeah. After I played the last of us in mass effect, I'll, I'll, (laughs) I'll get to it. Um, but, but yeah, like so far the, the writing has left a little to be desired. And again, I'll say what I said last time, which is I, I do feel like the ingredients are there. Like if you said, if again, what I was just saying, if you said to me like, okay, what if it's Tila, some random chick whose name I forget and Evelyn pairing up, I refuse to learn new names, right? You know this about me. And I'm Uh, just going to keep shouting it every time you don't remember. uh, It's a new bit for the show. Evelyn, you know, have to basically save, save Eternia. And they have to do that by taking sort of a, a Greek mythology style trip to hell that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cool. I, I do think that, you know, nuance and and the things filling in, coloring in the lines a little bit is not, is maybe not this, this show's strong point. I, mean, I think we're the- We're talking I think about the, a He-Man show. I mean, just the, for the record, we're talking about a He-Man show. We are not talking about, you know, the great Greek tragedies of this world. And I, I think that, for being what it is, I think it's Here's I think it's doing great. She-Ra was arguably shittier than He-Man, and the re- remake was so good. I also think that's a cop out too. I think if you're if you're what's essentially an adult animated show on Netflix, like you have your pick of writers for that writers' room. There there are you know there are hundreds of writers who would have given their left eye, turned it into some sort of mechanical tentacle monster yeah. like that farmer in that one scene to write sure. in there. So I do think it's a cop out to say like, well, for what it is, it's it's fine. You know, like I'm I'm enjoy I'm enjoying it. I'm not not enjoying it. I am just pointing out the flaws in in the writing. Because again, if someone had given if someone had come to me and said, Hey, here's my pitch for an episode. I could have written the hell out of it, is what I'm saying. What I hear you saying is fucking hire Gina Ippolito for season two of <laughs> Masters of the Universe Revelation, Kevin Smith. It's not like you haven't worked with her before. I think we all need to take to social media and start a crusade adding Kevin Smith as everything we possibly can, yelling profanities at him <laughs> and also tagging TV's Gina Ippolito saying, hire her to remake your shitty ass show. Kevin, I think we can get all our fans on board for this and get Gina some work. That's how it works in Hollywood. Please. No one do that. 
Uh, feel free to use any of the quotes that I have said and replace it. Uh, just cite Gina as the person there you who go. said that. And <laughs> who can, who right. can tell the difference between these two on the air at the no, end of the day? Like, Man, there's no way. Yeah. So, guys, don't do any of that. Okay. Please. A big reveal at the end uh, was that Man at Arms is still around and he might take part in one of the future episodes. Uh, that wasn't... was our twist. I... I wasn't sure why this was a reveal or why they went out on this. Uh, yeah. He wasn't dead. Like a weird choice. Yeah. So, and, and the thing is like, it show like, you know, it goes out with Tila saying like, there's a, we, we're going to need a, we're going to need one more man on the team. There's only one man I know who could pull off something like this. And like, you know, she says there's only one like weapons trainer, or one like weapon. So the second she says it, you know, she's talking about her dad, yeah, like, but then only- it like cuts that to her so dad. Who can know how to do this? Yeah. Then it like cuts to her dad and it's like, dun dun. And I'm like, was, is this how they're going to end this episode? And it just like sort of ends on him as if that's the big moment of oh, the episode at arms we haven't seen him in a whole episode yeah it was very like i could i would understand if like an entire season had gone by and you just yeah. sort of had forgotten about him but it's a very strange it's a strange way to and again it sort of ties into this whole thing where it's like it, it, it doesn't feel like episodes of tv it feels it feels like maybe like someone wrote a movie that like this was their first movie they wrote and they chopped it up because usually you have to go out on something that's like pretty big. And for a second, I was like, wait, am I missing something? Like, and it's not, he's not even like doing anything. Like I would get it if they cut to him and he's in some seedy bar and now he's like an alcoholic and has just like fall, but it just looks like he's like a fucking farmer or something. He's just a guy in a house. And yeah, he turns, like, he's he, like, Hey everybody, I'm TV's man at arms, a guy in a house. Yeah. I was like, that's a strange, a strange, <laughs> you know, a strange way to, to end weird. it. He's Look, obviously going to say yes. Like she's just going to be I, like, Hey dad, do you want to come to, come on yes. a mission with us yeah all right okay cool there's not I, like you know again it's not like we're, we don't see him and he's not like missing an arm or something or he's not like right in the middle of like a pit of vipers it's just like he's like well all right gotta run some errands now i, uh, I like, think the reveal is that he's kind of fat like he put on some- <laughs> i'm not really sure because i also didn't understand as somebody who loved the shit out of this piece of television i have no fucking clue what they were doing with this ending it was just so unneeded so bizarre and i understand they're trying to like here's where we're going next episode everybody wink wink i mean i guess that's that's the idea of just like it's a little teaser for what's about to come but this is a Netflix show. What's about to come? Literally, what? We, but if I don't do anything, it's going to start automatically in seven seconds. Like, yeah, you, I turned that d- shit off. Now I get to watch all the credits and it doesn't play automatically. Mm. Oh, man, I couldn't live like that. Um, no, it's great. You you like there's all sorts of shit you miss when they go when they go to the next thing. We- Gene, also understand that when I watch a piece of media, I usually have my phone open to IMDb to that listing. So the entire time I'm watching, I'm looking up who everybody is. I don't need credits at this point. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) And that's our show, everybody. Chan, any more sound? uh, We haven't had a sound drop in a while. Any more disappointing ones you want to throw at us before we get out of here? Uh... There's more than one fortress of yore in this land. What say you to completing the set? What? 
completing the, the set. Hearts. What the fuck is the completing the set? You got a fork, and knife, and a spoon. You got to complete the set, Chan. What are you talking no, about? Nobody said that ever before 2012. That is a real thing people really say. I bet you could find some very old literature where they talk about a matching set of something. Uh, I I will say one more thing. I do like that once the once the magic, uh, you know, Eternia ball is taken is sliced from the sorceress. She just sort of turns into like a regular old woman. She's and I, a, I think it would robe. be a funny sketch, you know, if I still regularly wrote sketches to, to see like what she's doing. Cause she, this is the first time in however many hundreds of years that she hasn't yeah. had magic. So like just her waking up and like having to shower and make herself not stinky anymore would probably be <laughs> something that she like, doesn't know how to do without magic. Cringer. Give me a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, like what's she doing for money? Is she like how's she getting by? I don't know. She's just like, and she's gonna like go out into the work world and realize that no one wants to hire old women, so they're they're gonna be like, well, what does your resume say? And she's like, no, 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 I've been the sorceress for like eight hundred years, and they're like, ah, so you don't have a previous boss that we can talk to? And she's like, well, yeah. I technically was my boss. I was all powerful. I just don't have my magic anymore. And it's like, yeah, you know, we were looking for someone, someone at like an entry level job. And I don't think that's you. Sorceress. What, what do you say are your marketable skills? <laughs> and don't say magic. Cause you don't have any. <laughs> she would do very terribly is absolutely selling beadwork and oh feather necklaces on. Etsy. Oh, like dream catchers. Yeah, she's, you're she's right. Really you're into right. dream catchers, I think. Our closets full of that shit that she cannot sell at swap <laughs> meets near Castle Grayskull. Yeah, and she's like the type of person that like uses all natural deodorant, even though it doesn't oh, work at all. And the, the but then like eats like CBD gummies. And when you like point out the fact that, that she's like using all natural deodorant because she doesn't want chemicals, but CBD is unregulated, she's like, yeah, but it's natural. It's fair. Natural <laughs> oils, Gina. Come on. Yeah. No, you 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 can get uh, you can pick gummies off a bush. There's a gummy bush that has CBD gummies. And that's our show, everybody. Masters of the Universe Revelation, episode two, named what was it? Goblet something? Poison chalice, ladies. There was no poison. What are we talking about? That was what a weird oh, title. That's a now good... that I think about it. Really, that's there. I guess the chalice point. was poisoned in Triclops's area and. But it didn't really poison people. It just made the monster. I don't know. Anyway, evil. That's the that's the episode right there. I loved it. Gina is coming around. Chan, we're going to get you there. I feel that by the end of episode five, you're going to be way on board for this series. Ready to watch it again. I mean, I said I liked this. Like, I, I enjoyed it. It's it's one of those things that, again, if I wasn't watching it for the podcast and I was just watching it, I'd be like, yeah, that was fun. But because we're we're analyzing it, I can take the time to say, this writing isn't very good. I came in wanting to like it. I was like, okay, you know what? We're going to like uh, let episode one be what it is because, you know, like for, for whatever reason, it, it just didn't quite click. And it's, uh, I'm going to look at this whole thing as a piece. But episode two does not give me hope that it will improve. Because they keep you didn't putting like those it. darn women in it. Ugh. You didn't like it any more than the pilot? Um, more cohesive. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, it was definitely more cohesive there, than the there's pilot. There's a lot 
there are a lot more things that I liked in it. Yeah. But uh, overall, my experience still was not good. Okay, so if the pilot was someone put a bunch of good ingredients on the counter, but then no one made me a meal, this was someone put a bunch of a bunch more good ingredients, but then just use like two of them to make sort of a broth, and like I ate it, and I was like, okay. Well, it's kind of yeah, it's it's sort of like uh, well, we're gonna swap out the bologna with capicola, and we're gonna <laughs> swap out your uh, American cheese with a uh, like a nice Gruyere. Uh, and then the and then they just took their dirty ass hands and were like blah 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 eat this sandwich. I'm like, oh, that's, I mean, like there's some better stuff in here, but it's still like, oh whoa. Chan was so mad he just threw his piggy bank. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Holy Fuck. shit. Chan, I've actually eaten at that place before and it's still delicious. So don't, you know, don't get me wrong. I've been on the East Coast. I've eaten at those places. Uh, pit beef, folks, don't go to don't ever go to a local pit beef place. That's all I'm trying to say. You will feel like you want to you're going to die afterwards. Not the healthiest uh, people or conditions um, working there. Good this has been know. a PSA for me to you. Chan, you're about to go to New York. <laughs> Don't go to a local pit beef place for the love of God. I will keep that information at hand. I, I was taken to one once when I was in Baltimore and I found out afterwards that this was like, what do you, uh, uh, hazing? That's uh, the people that know better take the, the newer recruits, which I was to this horribly unsanitary pit beef place just to see what happens. Um, <laughs> And I enjoyed my sandwich. Didn't worry about the guy with four band-aids on his hand using that same hand to scoop it right off the scale and into my sandwich. Oh, I hate everything about this. (laughs) Good old days. Those were the good old days. My point is, that's the end of this episode. So let's talk about social media. I'm in a mood now. Uh, This show gets me giddy. I don't know what to tell you. I'm grossed out now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm remembering good old times that were horrifying. Um, So you can check us out on social media. You can go to facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Hey, at some point, we're going to do another live show. We've got Robot Assassin, book four of the Find Your Fate series written by H. William Stein and Megan Stein. Neither of those people is R.L. Stein, who I assume they are related. Don't know how. Don't really care to look it up. But we have Robot Assassin, book four, coming up next. We have not set a date yet but that will happen hopefully in the near as opposed to the far. You can also check us out. Patreon.com slash knowing is at the podcast Did I already say that don't care. I'll say it again. You can go there. You can become a patron for just a few dollars. You can get access to every episode of this show we've ever made. Those will all be in the super secret vault. Not all of them appear on the feed, of course, which is mostly GI Joe and then more recent stuff. And you can be a part of our audience and watch the show live with us and be interacting with us and be part of the show. If you'd like to do that for the find your fate going forward. Otherwise on Twitter, you can find us at GI Joe podcast, but individually I am at almighty Ray at 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And that has been our episode. Chan, do you have any more puns in the chamber to take us out today? That's not a show. This is a show. <laughs> Crikey. God. Good night, everybody. Gina. Pip, pip, cheerio. Oh, fuck. Only four others share this secret. Guardians of Grayskull all. Amidst an army of the honorable. 
committed to guarding Castle Greyskull from the havoc of destruction. For those who control Greyskull, control the power. The power to be masters of the universe! Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, Give it up, Jimmy. You gotta sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say, Breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at Breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.